we did talk about it at some point because I was reading and I've got that problem where like I'll read like, a page and I'm thinking about something else and I'll go, okay, I've got to reread this I don't, page. I do that all I don't the time. Scout, however, <laughs> I mentioned that and Scout was like, oh, I just keep on reading. <laughs> I just lock back in where my eyes are. It would take me years to read a book if I kept going back. <laughs> That's funny. Um... Hello, and welcome to the first meeting of the Salami Roses. Are we doing an introduction? <laughs> Do we say something? Names are good. Okay. okay. Hi, I'm Alex. Okay. I'm the fun member of the group. Uh, hello, I'm Ryan. I'm the token middle-aged white man of the group. <laughs> I'm Pam. I am the oldest member of the group. I'm Jordan. I'm the youngest member of the, the group. baby. Bibbit. I'm Scout, and I chose the first book for this group. This month, we've decided to read The Guest List by Lucy Foley. And the reason that I chose this book is that my best friend gave it to me as a Christmas present and said, I want you to do everything that I do, and I'm reading this book, so you have to read this book. So this book is about a wedding on a remote island off of Ireland. The format of the book is that the story is told through several different people who were attending or part of the wedding. And you start out on the wedding night figuring out that someone comes up, someone's covered in blood, and they're freaking out. What the book really is about is getting to know all the people who are at the wedding and the entire time you're trying to figure out what happened on the wedding night, learning about each person, and you're wondering who the killer is. That's I found myself summary. wondering a lot who was killed. Right. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. where I was. Because they don't introduce it until the very too. end. Exactly. Yeah. It took so long. Okay. Should we start the questions? Yeah. I said we jump right into it. All right. Jumping right in. First off... Did you guess who the killer was? Yes or no? No. 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 I had no, no idea. All right, so nobody guessed the killer. No. I no. thought maybe it would be. Okay, so then let's say, Freddy. who did you think it was? You thought it was going to be Will. I thought Will was going to kill somebody for sure. Just the yeah. air around it, the note early on saying, you don't know who Will is, don't marry him, definitely made me suspicious of him. Permanent confidence. Everyone loves him because he's a celebrity. It definitely gave him that, like, creepiness vibe that he was going to be the person who would be doing something sinister. I didn't expect them to go back in time and tell us that he already has. Ah, okay. Okay. I thought it was going to be Freddy because mm. he was like kind of just a peripheral character, but we still knew him by name. I, so I thought that would have been a nice turn. They also gave us that really lovely point where we jump back to the present and it's like, but what's in his hand? And I was like, that feels very pointed. Yeah. Yeah. Once I found out who was dead, I thought that the killer was going to be Jules' dad. I wrote it on a piece of paper. Yes. But I also Steven. knew that Will was Stephen. Mm. Yeah. yeah. She knew that I didn't get that dad. at all. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was going to be Freddy, too. Because it seemed like he was, like you said, this peripheral character who's there, but not really, like, pertinent to the story. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, references that, he, you know, he was the chef and had knives and things like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. 
Okay, so number two question. Throughout the story, we're introduced to pairs of biological siblings. Jules and Olivia, Hannah and Alice. How do we say it? F-A? O-F-A? F-A. Aoife. 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 Really close. And Malone. Aoife, Aoife and her brother. As well as characters who consider themselves like brothers, namely Will and his friends. How are each of these relationships different? And what do you think the author is saying about the strength of biological family bonds versus the bonds of found families? There were obviously plenty of similarities between... Hannah and her sister, and then Olivia and Jules. We were meant to put that together very clearly, but also the the connection that Hannah had with Olivia because of her relationship with her sister felt much stronger than any connection that Jules had with Olivia. Jules was so invested in herself that she didn't care about her younger sister that she probably only lived with for three years how old is their difference because olivia's 19 and jules is 34 34. yeah so like they live together in the same house for maybe three years and they're only half siblings their real like blood connection didn't feel near as strong even as hannah and olivia from the short period of time that they spent together right the connection between all the the schoolboys, all the ushers Mm -hmm. Felt very, like, heated. Every time they interacted, there was some kind of chant or they drove each other into doing more. Like, it was, like, competitive. Right? Well, and they kept alluding to, like, you know, we had to survive that place. Well, they didn't really, like, the only bad parts were the stuff that they did to each other. Yeah. That was kind of, like, expectation for each other. Except for Will, of course. Right. Who never had to do survival. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought those guys seemed very stunted in their growth. Like, right. Oh, they sure. basically were still that same kind of same immature, mm-hmm. you know, what you would think of like a, a boarding school, you know, teenage boy. Mm-hmm. They never really grew out of that. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, and maybe they did in their real life, but then when they got back together, they reverted right back to what they were. And I also thought it was really weird how, is anybody that like invested as adults in their high school? Mm-mm. Like, yeah. that seemed very strange to me that like... <laughs> Actually, I feel like private schools are kind of weird because I know a lot of people from like Baylor and GPS who are absolutely obsessed still. That's still. true. Especially considering yeah. Baylor and GPS. These are the two schools that Scout and I went to. For the listeners. Um, Speaking of snobby up on me. <laughs> the thing there, like, there's so much family connection. There are so many kids that I went to school with that are like, their parents and their grandparents both went to Baylor. Oh. That there's definitely like a deep tied connection, yeah, generational okay. connection to it. Everyone that I know that I went to school with either says that they loved high school or they hated high school. I don't have any people that really fall in between that just due to how the culture was at Baylor. I loved high school. If I could live, if I had to live like one year of my life forever, I would probably pick like junior year of high school. That's so not interesting. A, not like not like when your, your kids, kids were like <laughs> yeah. young. No, that was boring. <laughs> <laughs> you were always working. Yeah. I'm just saying like, to There's, me that was a very like carefree, you didn't, you weren't worried about college. You weren't the youngest no, yeah. in school. Junior year? Yeah. You kind of like figured out high school and it was familiar and comfortable, yeah. but you didn't have like the pressures of picking colleges and things like that. So it was just a very like carefree, hanging out with your friends. You just didn't have a lot to, no, to yeah. worry about. And this was a boarding school they went to. So there's even more of that like, you're not going home to your family after school. You're going to be finishing school. And it sounds like this was an all boys 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Military-esque type school, it oh. kind of felt like. Yeah, very strict. Right. Right. And so they definitely got done with schoolwork, and they got done with their classes, and then it's just them and their boys for the rest of the day. And it builds that, like, strong-knit community that they clearly showed with each other. Yeah. That's a good point. And it's, and it's probably much more... A college. That's exactly, exactly right. Mm-hmm. Like a college experience in that you are on your own, and as you said, you spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week with these same people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, it that's creates a, a very point. different experience yeah. than a day school where you're you're not coming home. You're coming home and you're not really socializing with your parents in the same way that you would with your friends after yeah. you're done with classes. What do you think the author was saying about the strength of the biological family bonds versus found families? Uh, it's the family you choose. Yeah. Family. It, it felt like that for sure. Even Jono and Will's connection... Very strong. After he found Will killed, he still embraced him because he was sad that he had lost his friend despite all of the like hate and grief that he felt towards that relationship. They had still created a bond over all those years in comparison to any of the like parent-to-children to relationships that we saw because we saw Jules with her parents yeah. and we saw... The connection of Will to his dad, and neither of those felt strong. They felt strict. They felt manipulative. They didn't feel anywhere as close as the Sean family bond. What she's saying more about it is the biological family bonds are forced and expected. Yeah. Like, you only maintain those bonds because it's kind of like that expectation of maintaining your family bonds. Because none of, like I said, none of the the familial relationships were very good at all. Mm -mm. The only ones that were like talked about in a in a good light were when the sibling had died, right? So yeah, Anna's right. sister who died, and and Ifa's. Ifa's. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna get that. His name. And Ifa's brother. Alone or loner? They called him loner. Loner. Yeah. yeah. Right. Brother. So yeah. So those the only two that were even talked about in kind of a positive yeah. manner were the ones where the where the family member had died and were looked back upon fondly. Exactly. That connection was basically forged forever in that moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah, more than it was about any connection bond. Because Hannah doesn't talk about like a strong emotional connection with her sister. She talks about looking up to her sister because she was so perfect. She had such good grades. She went on to college and was going to be successful as they expected. And then all of that came crashing down and it kind of locked those relationships into one moment. Yeah. Right. And I do think just generally speaking, you know, when somebody passes away... I'm not saying you don't romanticize that person, but Mm-mm. think of like celebrities that die young. People remember no, yeah. them so like everything. Like JFK was like such a great president that if he had lived, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. But who knows what that public view of him would be now, right? Correct. The whole chunk. Well, I mean, immediately Jules cheese on cheese. Are you yes. putting cheese on cheese? I also forgot my lactate pill. I just took that. Do you want to explain what two cheeses you're putting together for the listeners? Okay, I don't know what this is called. It's called garlic and herb cheese spread. It's Can a you cheese spread that changed some of that my, on my life. Plate for me, please. I'm putting this fluffy garlic herb cheese. That came in a green box on some brie. I've just never seen. You know what I need on my cheese? I just I just don't eat dairy at home, and it makes me sad. I can't confirm. Yeah. So why are you eating it here? 
Um, because I let loose. <laughs> it's a special this occasion. Is like, this is like kind of like, like the vacation. Island. <laughs> it's like, and, so today's book know? club is brought to you by Alouette Cheese. <laughs> oh, do you want to do our commercial break really quick? Here, go ahead. Hit us with it. Alouette cheese, garlic and myrrh, the soft, spreadable cheese. Goes great on burgundy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Made in Lancaster County, PA. Ooh, there you go. If okay. you choose to buy any, use our discount code, SalamiRoses20, for 20% off. We don't have that. You can't tell the listeners. But we won't cut this out. Okay, great. So. <laughs> That's a total sponsored. lie. But our goal is to get to that point. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? We have a long way to go before we get sponsored. Okay, so how did the setting add to your experience of the story? In what ways does the isolation affect each of the characters? And you think things might have gone differently if they weren't brought together in such a remote location? Any isolation and any isolated moments definitely felt more stressful. The Whispering Cave yeah. brought like a certain intensity to it every time we were in it, when Jono and Will were there, mm. when Hannah and Olivia were there. Yeah. All of that just added this different level of, okay, this is a real thing that could happen in this cave. Along with the fact that Julie is, what, the download? Is that what her... Jules. Yeah. Jules, sorry. Yeah, Jules. she's a magazine. She's a magazine yeah. person. They talked a lot about the internet connection, because Hannah walked off to have a phone call at one point, but also Jules is so interconnected with the internet because of that, that there definitely felt like she preferred having that isolation Compared to what everyone else was feeling. But I also think that because it was so remote and it was just the people, that wedding party on the island, it allowed them to be a little more freer with their... True. It talked a little bit about how they're, it's like ghosts, like it's like haunted, but I felt like it was just like everyone's the most like truest form of themselves on Mm. the island. Because it's like secluded and like all the Trevelyan boys come back, they like, they revert back to who they were like at the school. That's fair. And that brings up the... What is it? Stag do, as they called it. Stag do. Oh, yeah. That I mean, the remote isolation of all of that. Yeah, yeah, it took me a while to figure out what they were talking about. Sometimes yeah. you just have to be able to speak a little British. There were definitely some things in there where they're, they're clearly British <laughs> phrases that mm-hmm. you know, like the one I said is he wouldn't melt butter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What and is that? They's not it, hot. They use it several times. But yeah. I thought he, they'd say this person looks like he wouldn't melt butter, and I'm like, is that good or bad? <laughs> Because in the context, it seemed like they were paying a compliment, but you think like... But then when Hannah used it in relation to Will, when she had finally gotten dressed up so nice the day before the wedding, it was clear that she was trying to say Will was hot and that he would melt butter. Oh, did it say? Okay. Yeah. So it gave you some clarification to it, but it was used a few times before that. Like That just you're trying to understand the context that it's clearly a British... No, yeah. Do you think things might have gone differently if they weren't brought together in such a remote location? I think, I think, that, I think yes, but yeah. Yeah. Like it brings out their... I think society would have nipped it in the bud. Well, I think also they wouldn't have, you wouldn't have had... <laughs> Hannah and Olivia would not have had that opportunity to be off by themselves sure. and make that in connection. Cave, yeah. That everybody would have been... You wouldn't have been able to get off by yourself and have those kind of moments of individual clarity mm-hmm. that they would have all yeah. been stuck in the group. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the guest list is a modern take on the murder mystery. In what days does Foley modernize and update the classic murder mystery? Multiple perspectives. Mm-hmm. I feel like old, feel like very noir. And so it's from this hardened detective and we're trying to figure out what happened there. 
Yeah, because the murder was at the end of the book instead of the beginning of the book. Well, that's the other mm-hmm. part is like the oh, murder yeah. doesn't, you don't even know who dies until right. the very end. Until the very end. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to, it, you know, on one hand, the murders usually happen at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then the whole book is trying to figure out who did in this, it. In this case, but I really like the individual perspectives mm-hmm. that each chapter was, you know, maybe not the exact same scenario, but given, because you just get more insight into what the individual characters are thinking, mm-hmm. you know. Much more than I think you would in just a, a general book. I, I really love how they threw Will's perspective at us so late into the book. Yeah. That stood out to me so much because it was a buildup for me. Like I talked about, thinking that he was going to be the murderer. And then once we have co- confirmation that he's not, mm-hmm. they're like, let's see what he's thinking. And it felt like such a nice change of pace compared to the people that we'd already been listening to for so long. I will say the wedding planner felt very out of place for so long about why were we listening to them? I don't know what their connection is. They don't seem super invested in anything. And obviously we find out they are the murderer. And that kind of changes it and makes me want to look back at their sections where I read through. Well, at the very end, I was kind of like, duh. Like, I was kind of like, they've been telling us all along. The pretty sister, the she's pretty, the, but then they would describe her as she's pretty, but totally understated. Picture on a white sand beach. Right. Like, I was like, oh, duh. Like, at the end, I was like, should have caught that one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But even in her own mind, she never gave away any... Well, she was so committed to doing her job and, like, yeah. being in the background, like, no one noticing her. Which yeah. is kind of like you said, oh duh, like she doesn't want anyone to really take notice of her. But even when She's even when she writes <laughs> from her perspective, mm-hmm. you know, she never gives off any kind of like Mm-mm. bias, bias or previous mm-hmm. relationship. Even when you're looking at it from her, it, what what she's thinking about, True. which is probably. You know, looking back on it, that's probably not a very accurate portrayal of what she's actually thinking. Right. There's the interaction with her and Will on the wedding day that, like, pretty clearly showed that she had some indignation towards him. Mm. Right, but it was, but at that point it was implied that he, you know, it's because... It was her first time meeting. And that that he stood too close to her and put his hand on her for an inappropriate amount of time. And that what offended her was that he just thought he could do that to people. Fair. Which mm-hmm. I guess is, you know, but the whole time she knew that this is the person who killed her brother. Yeah. It's from of course her it would ruin the book, and if it's they not giving anything away. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Both Will and Jewel's best friends are friends from their youth. Why is this significant, and how does it affect the atmosphere of the wedding? There was a lot of focus on friends from their teenage years. And so, like, I know when I get together with friends that I remember from high school, you kind of, like, revert back a little bit, how you're joking and, like, that kind of thing. So I think probably their behavior was a little more immature than maybe Jules and Will had seen out of each other before. Yeah. None of them really have friends from adulthood. Mm-mm. Yeah. At least mm-hmm. of anyone that they mention. Oh, that's a good point. All of yeah. Will's friends are friends from school. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Jules... The only people that were there were co-workers, but yeah. clearly referred to as co-workers and not friends, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. they neither of them seemed to make friends in adulthood. Because okay. for obvious reasons, Will didn't want his producer being invited to the wedding. Right. Right. That felt Which, like a huge bomb to me when that news dropped. Yeah. Well... And, but he clearly didn't like the fact that he was... Which, mm-hmm. you know, at the time, maybe it didn't seem significant until that. But, yeah, then you're like, he clearly was trying to keep that yeah. separate. Okay, so how reliable did you find the different narrators? As you were reading, did you trust what each narrator was saying? Did your opinion change as you read further? I trusted all of them. I definitely trusted Hannah and Olivia. 
for whatever yeah. reason, just because there was a certain level of like vulnerability to both of them that I didn't feel when I was reading from Jules or Jono's perspectives. Both of them felt like they were very strong-willed and knew what they wanted, even though Jono had a lot of like contradictions in himself about what he was doing. Hannah always felt like she was on edge and Olivia always felt like she was defeated, which brought some level of like sincerity to reading from their points of view. And I also would say they didn't seem like they had like an agenda towards no, yeah. I mean, towards any particular character at the time. Jono, I would say, I just didn't kind of trust him as a person. Mm-hmm. Like, he seemed, like, shady. and His moment outside with Olivia after they had been drinking, where he grabbed her arm. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this yeah. guy. Why am I still well, reading from his perspective? And he was there for, like, Will. Like, he was his best man, but it was obvious he had some type of, like, disdain for him. Or, like, disdain for, like, everyone else. Like, was it disdain yeah. or was it jealousy? I think it was more, you, from when he was at school, he never really felt like he fed it, fit in with the group. Right. Mm-hmm. Because he was there on scholarship, mm-hmm. his family didn't have money, um, and I think he, probably his whole life, whether or not they looked down on him or not, felt like they looked down on him. Right. And that carried forward even up till today, he still felt that way. Right. And that he was friends with Will, but didn't seem to care for the rest of the group that mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Especially like... They showed that early on with them being up on the roof together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when everybody showed up, he was disappointed. He was like, well, that I wanted a moment alone with Will. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. There are several twists throughout the book. Which of these surprised you the most? Were there any that you saw coming? Yes. Well, I so, saw Stephen was going to be Will. Yeah. I saw that, that one surprised coming. me a lot. I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. I didn't see that coming at all either. I, I also didn't see Will being the, like, Alice... Hannah's sister. Yeah, yeah, that one. That one. That one, that one yeah. felt like a a stretch almost to me because I was unsure if that was like actually I was it was. Like, Will. Why is she vomiting? Like, what is her problem? Why is she so upset? <laughs> yeah, I. To and me, then it was like, oh, because it was her sister. That one. Right? That one to me seemed almost overly contrived. Right. Mm-hmm. In that the odds of Hannah marrying Charlie, who's Jules' best friend who's marrying Will, who happens to be the guy that slut-shamed her sister into killing herself, just seemed like way too much of a mm. I agree. A coincidental... When I read it, like, I asked you in the car, because I read it in the car. Um, <laughs> on, on, the way, on the way here. On the way here today. I read this book we, in about 36 hours. We, we know who the procrastinator yeah, the is. Yeah, we do. Um... Hey, she got it done. But after I read, like, that whole connection unfold, I was, like, unsure if that was actually meant to be the connection was real or if those were just strong emotions Hannah was feeling and contriving to be them connected. Not if it was actually him or if it is he is equally as bad as that man. So I hate him just as much. I thought it was pretty clear that it was him because he went to college there. Okay. Yeah, I got the impression just, that it was him. I just yeah. thought that was an overly... That's, After, that's way too time. coincidental. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, Hannah being through a situation with her sister who died because of a situation that made that connection to Olivia very yeah. strong mm-hmm. was, was plenty of the connection for Hannah to fit into the story. Mm-hmm. I just thought making Will that big of a monster... Mm. And that coincidentally, like the the odds of that happening, are you know so low, yeah, yeah. So I just thought that was kind of like one step too far in creating a twist that you wouldn't and see coming. But. Did they ever tell us how does Charlie? How did they Charlie and Jules become best friends? He was. She taught him to sail. 
Or he taught, he taught, he taught, he taught her, her to sail. He was 18, she was 16. Rich, yeah. Really rich person thing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. right? You mean or none of us European, learned to sail yeah. when we were young at, at our no. yacht club? Well, maybe that's different. Maybe they, like, I mean, this, we're talking about Europe here. Like, I, I think I think same. Jules was from a from a well, very wealthy oh, yeah. family. Yeah. That was clear. And yeah. Charlie wasn't. And Charlie and wasn't. And so he felt out of place in the group when he was on the <laughs> stag do or whatever they yeah. called it. Yeah. That was meant to be clear to us in some way. I still think it's weird that they were best okay. friends. Mm-hmm. And they flirted at the party. Yeah, and like... It, it felt uh, like it was too obvious. Yeah. Mm. And Hannah was, uh, like, clearly trying to deal with the fact that she knows it's true, but she right. didn't want to face it. Yeah. Until she does. Clearly. I thought it was... <clears throat> Much more sad that it wasn't them together when they were younger, but it was when yeah. they, she when she was baby. married and after they had kids. Yes. That just seems so much more like, messed a, up. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it'd be one thing if they had like, as teenagers, right, had gotten together and realized, mm-hmm. hey, no, this, this isn't going to work, and we're friends, yeah. and then they stay lifelong friends. Right. That, exactly. That's certainly certainly reasonable, I agree. plausible, um, especially. Yeah. But then it's just like. It's a lot to deal with but that news being dropped friends? in that context, too. Yeah. yeah. And then remaining best friends after mm-hmm. you sleep together. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. After that much time. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you, you're best friends, and then you sleep together, and then you remain best friends, but are no longer sleeping together. But yeah. how old are their kids? Do we know that? Okay, they said, it does say, oldest is five. Oldest okay. is five. So yeah. not even that long ago, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because it was after the second one. Ben was uh-huh. the second one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he's old enough to have a conversation with his mom on the right. phone, so... Probably three. Right. Yeah, that that yeah, that was again an odd an mm-hmm. odd an odd woman. An odd tangent. Yeah. Right. It felt like they led up to that so much and then there was just like a brief conversation between like Hannah and Charlie where he tells her that and then that's just the end yeah, of it was that. Like, like there had been a bigger scene. <laughs> yeah. Maybe odd. you think you think. <laughs> okay. Many characters experience feeling like outsiders, whether at the wedding or at some point in their past. How does this affect their actions throughout the book and their relationships with others? Peer pressure played a huge part because mm-hmm. Charlie on the stag do, Hannah that night when they dropped the, what did they call it? Pennied her. Mm-hmm. They dropped a penny yeah, in her champagne, so she had to finish it. Which is just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pennies have been on a lot of floors. But, but clearly, yeah, that's clearly that a British thing, it. right? Right. Yeah. Like because they talk about like, oh, don't let the queen drown, and so yeah. Another. That's probably a very typical like. College, yeah, British thing like, right. When we were in college, it was getting what's it called? When we were in college, yeah, you're way older than me. I'm not way <laughs> older than you. Thank you very much. Practically a different generation. Yeah, right? <laughs> we were, you're basically. We were at millennial. one point in college at the same time. Barely. Um, but the you got iced, so they had oh, yeah. um, what are they called? Smirnoff ice. Smirnoff ices. If you hide one and someone comes across it, they have to down it. And that was something that we did very commonly in college. And this happened at your college too? Yeah. Any other peer okay. pressure? Um, well, I think... Oh, all of it. Like, the loner. That was peer pressure. Hannah chugging the thing. Yeah, I, well, I, Just I, I, I think I think the things, like you say, how does it affect their actions? Like, being, like particularly being outsiders. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, Jono, I think, trying to fit in with the group. Mm-hmm. A lot of the yeah. stuff he did. Like, oh... I'm, I'm, I've started a whiskey company that he just fabricated, which was just a way of trying to like, like he fit was, in with yeah. the success of the group that he never felt like he was mm-hmm. part of, right. you know. And and then I think that was, you know, part of it you could tell like when they talk, like he never really like had a real relationship with those people, Mm-mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Like 
They weren't really friends. Right. Okay. Who was your favorite character? Probably Hannah. I enjoyed reading her parts. I liked the fact that she felt so much empathy towards Olivia. The stress that she felt about her husband that she was clearly locked in and in love with, but had some straining situations over. It kind of ingratiated... Like, you really start to like her when they introduce her on the boat because she's feeling seasick. Her husband's acting a little bit weirder than he normally does. She's feeling a little bit, like, jealous and stressed out about the fact that they're going to see this friend of his that she thinks that he's slept with but doesn't really know. Right. It made me like her pretty early on and she became my favorite probably. I liked Olivia. Once you got really into the book and started hearing more of her story, that's when it got really interesting to me. Okay. Um, and it kind of turned around because that's when you're starting to see like what Will is like kind of outside of what we've heard about him. Yeah, I feel like I liked Hannah probably the best. I felt like she was the most like down to earth, easy to relate to and like understand her point of view. But I also liked Olivia, I think just because she's like younger. So, like, I just felt like I related to her more because she's just more closer to my age. I've been listening to their answers, and it's, um... Don't let them cloud your... I know, you have uh, your but I'm character. I think what we learned from this no book right is answer. not to get peer pressured. Yeah. Right, no, but I was trying to think, like, well, who was my favorite character? Probably I liked Hannah the best. Like, she always was trying to make people feel comfortable and... She was kind of like a down-to-earth person, was relate, you know, like a real person. You could tell she was she used to be fun, but then she had children, and so like I could relate that way to her. The sad thing is, is that the person that I probably relate to was Jules because I have such this obsession to be like outwardly perfect, correct. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that. So I was like, I related to that. Like Mm -hmm. being, I was like, I would be frustrated with that too. Like, Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? She's not a night, she's not a likable person, but I related to her. I didn't think Jules was unlikable. I thought she was very driven and, you know, and had very, you know, particular. She at times felt very unempathetic. Well, I mean, which is frustrating. She was not, yes, I would say that. She wasn't a touchy feely. I mean, she's more of a driven. But I think the thing about it is like your wedding day and you want it to be perfect. Like, Mm -hmm. that I think is what I'm talking about. Like, you have this picture in your head and you want to, like, you try and control it when you absolutely can't control it. You know what I mean? I related to that. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I understand relating to that. I think it was just her lack of empathy for, like, Olivia, where she's just so... True. Like, every time, like, something happened with Olivia, she's like, she's so annoying, she's causing a scene, like, very just, like, self-centered, and how does it affect me? Without, like, yeah, mm-hmm. right. How is it ruining my day, not, like... I get that, but I also, like, relate to the fact of where she was brought up one way, and then uh, there's yeah. the whole jealousy thing, well, she got the mom I never got, mm-hmm. like... Well, and I also think there's probably some in... That same thing where she's looking at, like, look at all the advantages Olivia had growing up. Right. And, uh, like, and, I had to and, be the adult. I had to, you know. And like, now she's acting like this at my wedding. Right. Without knowing why. why yeah. Right? And you could criticize, well, why didn't you try to find out why did her personality change? What happened? Yeah. Right. But, But yeah, that's think, not in her nature, really. Yeah. And I just, like I said, I think a lot of that was that from Jules' perspective... She had all the advantages growing up. She got all the stuff I didn't get growing up. And now she's a screw-up. Right. Like, come yeah. on, man. Like, yeah. True. pull it together for my wedding. Right. Kind of thing. Can you so, just do this one thing for me? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know favorite character. I'd say, like, I liked Hannah the best. I thought she was the most kind of, like, authentic. Right. Like, but she also didn't have any of the history with anybody. No. Right. And so she was just there trying to, like... 
and and the things that you could see the way like Charlie's acting would clearly really annoy her no, and, yeah. and put her in just like unfair situations and things like that. Yeah, um, and it seems like they like she kind of hinted at Charlie having like drinking problems. Mm-hmm. There was clearly something that like she was very concerned like if he drank too much, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed reading Jono's part. I wouldn't say that I liked the character, but I enjoyed his moments when we were hearing what he was thinking because he had so much mystery behind him because we talk about the history of almost being on the show with Will. We talk about there's something that happened in his past with Will that was so critical that he thinks about all the time. He doesn't feel interconnected with the other people in the same way, despite like actually having a physically close connection to those around him. I thought his parts were like more compelling at points to read, despite him not being very likable. Yeah. Who was your least favorite character? Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. I think Charlie just because he's a... he he cheated on his wife. He he's insecure. He's, he's insecure. Yeah. He got peer pressured into an awful situation but didn't want to talk to anyone about it, which is difficult. But he doesn't want to lean on his wife, who he's got his own issues around. But along with that, he still tries to fit in. He wants to play the drinking game the night that Jono goes and gets cards. He still wants to feel like the group despite how he's been treated. It's He's very complex, but I just didn't like him at all. Yeah. Is he complex? He's insecure the, <laughs> the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I mean, that if although, Jules had given him the time of day, he would have been like hitting oh, that. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> I think I think you're probably I think you're probably right on that. I, I looked at it like you know I think he would he was in a difficult situation where you're part of a wedding party and the entire wedding party grew up together and yeah. has inside mm-hmm. jokes and has inside things and that's a very hard situation. True to be in to try to fit in and especially with the way the group was where mm-hmm. they're all penny and drinks and slamming on the table and doing all these chants like that's a tough situation for somebody to fit into yeah so i didn't particularly like charlie but i didn't dislike him either because i thought you know he's just in a hard situation yeah. trying to fit in mm-hmm. like imagine fitting in to go get into a group where there's seven people and you're the eighth person and seven of them grew up and went to high school and have lived their whole lives together. That's fair. Yeah. I would say, I still, I like understand what you're saying, but I still didn't like him. Yeah. Partly because he's a, a cheater and a liar, mm-hmm. so I don't have a lot of sympathy for him, but like, he treated Hannah so poorly that I was like, I don't know, if you wanted to feel like you fit in, like, you probably fit in pretty well with your wife, but you treated her really badly the whole time, and like, he was kind of neglecting was her. Yeah. He was right. neglecting her to like, hang out with the group, which is just like, Right. And I don't she know. was in the same situation being... Like, she didn't have any friends there either. Right. That's I'm trying to think who my least favorite was, though. Probably any number of his wedding party. Yeah. Right. All those not, ushers. Not even... Oh, yeah. I mean, Jono, I think, because we got his perspective, so you could see, like, like his struggles fitting in. Exactly. But the rest of that group were just a bunch mm-hmm. of complete assholes, like, yeah. entitled jerks yes. that have lived their whole lives that way that yes. just... They treated people un- however they felt like treating them yeah, that day. Mm-hmm. Just completely unlikable. I, yeah, True. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Even up to the end, because they treated each other awful, even during the parts where we were in the present, and they were out looking for a body. Correct. Like, they yeah. were still egging each other on. Correct. Right. right. And, like, if someone was, like, 
expressed any type of fear at being like out in like a storm looking yeah. for a yeah. dead body. They talked. They like, like made fun of them, which is just like. And that's why I said that like, was that, Angus the whole time. They messed with Angus. It was yeah. so much, despite him clearly being like the easy punching bag of their group. Right. And that's why I said they were they're like stunted. Mm-hmm. Like high school boys, and as I've often said to Jordan, uh, all teenage boys are idiots. Just they just are, right? And they're immature, and like they were just like everything that you wouldn't like about teenage boys. You've just offended our our listeners. Well, <laughs> well teenage boys probably aren't listening to book club reviews anyway. True, <laughs> but <laughs> hey, and I can say that because I was a teenage boy. True, and I was Fair. an idiot. Me too. Yeah. Okay, uh, was there one character you related to the most? Pam already jumped ahead on that question. True. Was Jules? Yeah. I would say Hannah's mindset, like, just the way she, like, saw people and the way she, like, processed her interactions. I felt like I, like, related to her the most. Probably Olivia. I don't need to get into it. Okay. (laughs) Good enough. I don't know. That's hard to say. I related to hannah just like all of the peer pressure of being around a big group that you're not used to being with and i related to charlie which made me hate him more just because of like being that guy on the outside that didn't really get everything that was going on with everyone else but feeling peer pressured to like conform to to it yeah definitely felt relatable and frustrating in a way that made me dislike him more (laughs) i didn't i wouldn't say i there were any that i really related to Mm. i wish i said that (laughs) (laughs) well i just i mean you know obviously i'm probably going to relate more to the men in the story but there weren't any that were really so like is there any like because you were in a fraternity yep so did anything i mean i obviously i don't think you were like these guys but like definitely like come on now seriously come on now though seriously when you get around like some of your buddies it's kind of like you guys revert into that like Oh, sure. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. You know. People were doubting me. That's what I said. <laughs> What's that? I said that exact thing. <laughs> that you? when you get around, like, people that you used to be friends with, you revert back to, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yes. No, I agree. Yes, I can see that aspect where you do where you do that. But, you know, things like chanting mottos. I mean, all of that yeah. was like, like, we get together and we have a good time and, and we'll drink and we'll do those things. But... It's not like we go back and say, "Hey, remember all the stuff we did in college?" Hey, and probably like, not. Remember doing that our at your wedding. school motto? You want to chant it together really quick? Remember but, that game we used to play with each other that resulted in someone dying? Like, let's do yeah. that. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> how cool that was that? Time. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I say. Like, I don't relate to them because they seem very juvenile when they get back together, mm-hmm. and yeah. I get together with friends, and we'll. But we don't like reminisce about college, even. I mean, oh, you don't. Mm-mm. No, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, we'll talk more about like, oh, like, you know, like Sunny Cup or something. We'll talk about like, oh, remember last year at Sunny Cup or, you know, something that we've done. Mm-hmm. But not, not in that way. But I understand what you're saying. Yes, that. So the getting together with groups from before, mm-hmm. that would probably be the most. But they're all such a bunch of assholes. I certainly don't want to relate to them. Well, yeah. but then it felt, it felt like, like their like whole friendship like revolved around what they did when they were kids, whereas like yeah. I'd, I'd say that's fair. So, and maybe that's more my perspective because, like, when I get around you and you get around, like, if I'm with you and you start hanging around like your fraternity brothers, like, I feel like the outsider because I'm just like, okay, they. Uh, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. I, I will say, I will say, you know, like the one thing that I probably did relate to most was when Jules was talking about things at work. People probably like me at work, but it's 
but it's always hard to know because right. when you're, you're in, when you're yeah. in a position when you know everybody laughs at your jokes whether or not they're funny or not. Exactly. Like it, and I tell people this all the time. Like I know people aren't telling me the truth when I'm asking about problem. Like they're not. They're always going to shade it. They're always going to make. And so like that would probably be the thing I related to most was mm-hmm. Jules when she's talking about. You know, I've got coworkers that'll come to the wedding, but. You know, because she's saying, like, when she's giving a speech, it's mm-hmm. like she intimidates people rather than, mm-hmm. you know, and they may respect her. That would be probably the thing I actually most related to. All right. So this place is enough to make you believe in ghosts. That's a quote from Hannah while she's exploring the island. I think the ghosts need to believe in themselves. I, uh, do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> I do. But more importantly, I think they need to believe in themselves. <laughs> okay. Hannah thinks this while exploring that. In what way do ghosts, metaphorical and maybe even literal, come back to haunt each of the characters? Well, it's obviously, mm-hmm. like, all of their secrets, especially with Jono. Yeah. The whole situation where they essentially killed that kid. That's that sticked with them this whole time, and it's, like, exacerbated when he's with all the people that were also there. Right. Because when he went to bed that night, he saw yeah. a face. And, and frustrates him that Will seems to have no... No connection at all to yeah, that. Like, no it didn't affect him at all. Right. And what's her name? The wedding planner... Also had that feeling when she went out Aoife. to look in the dark. Eva. <laughs> well, just the wedding planner. The wedding planner. Because <laughs> when she went out to look that night, whenever she heard a noise and found Jono outside, she thought that she saw a face eerily similar to that. Yeah. In the darkness that we I didn't connect at the time for sure. Yeah, I even think though. I did not tell you something. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then of course you have Olivia and the whole mm-hmm. situation with Will. That's just. Clearly, like, undermined her personality so much and, right. like, mm-hmm. and created so much trauma mm-hmm. with her. Um, and then having to see him and her sister and... Yeah, I think that, like, that revelation, it helped me understand Olivia a little bit more because it was, like, obvious that, like, there was something going on that was, like, making it difficult for her to be there, but you didn't really know what it was. And, yeah. Like... Clearly. Yeah, I thought that was very... Um, yeah, right. Which was a nice revelation because they definitely implied, like, Something happened, you know, she broke up with her boyfriend, but, like, mm-hmm. something was clearly affecting her in a significant manner, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, like I said, like, more of a metaphorical ghost, right? Mm-hmm. But For a long time, I definitely thought it was the situation having to be around so many happy couples at a wedding could affect you in a significant way. Sure, yeah. sure. But I didn't connect it to being, as you said, Will is Stephen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, as far as the characters that, that you most empathize with reading would be clearly Olivia because like what a horrific nightmare she's living through right right? not only everything that happened up to that point but then he shows up with Mm -hmm. Jules as her fiance and and he acts like nothing happened like Mm -hmm. she like nice to meet you like you know you don't just feel like you were going crazy I feel Mm -hmm. that way about Hannah now because of the whole Stephen thing and everything she was already going through with Charlie yeah so Mm -hmm. If we had figured that out earlier, I probably would have would have empathized with her more. Yeah. I was with just Hannah more, or yeah. with Olivia? Well, I mean, oh, not Hannah. not one more than the other, but just like right. Yeah. yeah. By the end, I mean, Hannah's sister died. It's bad enough that she's had the bad weekend, and then she finds out that her husband was, which she probably suspected the whole time, but didn't want to know. <laughs> well, and also that it was so much more recent than like yeah. yeah. It like, wasn't it'd like, be one thing if when they, they got together kids. when they were kids, but yeah. after she had her second baby. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. There would have been more of a scene. Just saying. 
Yeah, Pam would have had a oh. Should have been. Yeah. Especially with how much both of them had been drinking at that point. Yeah. I promise <laughs> no, you no. Yeah. I promise you I didn't read this question, but the next question is which characters did you empathize with and which did you not feel sympathy for? So I think we covered that who do we empathize with? Mm-hmm. Who did you not feel sympathy for? Honestly, Jono. He ended up taking the fall for the crime, but he also committed the crime earlier in his life, so there's there's, I well, mean, and yeah, and at what point, like peer pressure? At what point do you be like, nope, this is wrong. Like we're leaving these kids out in the middle of nowhere. Like just because generations have done it, does mm-hmm. it make that right now? You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. There's a clear. It, it is very obvious that he didn't think for a second about the tide like, coming in. Well, I spanked my kid. Well, that's how I was brought up because I was spanked. Doesn't mean that that's yeah. mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. Like, yeah, but that is oh. such a common, almost in up like. Well, I did it. People did it to me. Then I do it to other people. I mean, I like I see that today at work. It's like a where, cycle, yeah. Where people yeah. are like, "Well, when I started here, they put me on all the crap jobs, so I'm putting all the new people in crap jobs." Yep. Because I because they did it to me, and like that, and these so are, are not, you saying it doesn't you understand it? No, it doesn't I think that's mean, right. Yeah, I, mean, no, I think that's a way to understand it, but it's not you saying that it's right. No, no, I'm not saying it's right. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, yeah, that, that is a very common thing. And I see, you know, adults mm. with a lot of life experience yeah. doing that to people today. I, like in high school, you know, especially for Jono, that would have been almost impossible for him to not to say mm-hmm. no at that point. It became very clear that he did not think for a second that the tide was going to be an yeah. issue. Yeah, he woke up and was like, oh my God, oh my we God, have to tell someone. Yeah. yeah, right. And Will clearly dissuaded him off from doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is yeah. the question? Who do we empathize? Who do we empathize with? Who do we not feel sympathy? I for? do not feel sympathy for Jules. She didn't I listen to any it. signs. Everyone's trying to tell her things, and she's also just not thinking about anyone but herself. And I get it's her wedding day, but like your sister almost drowned, and then all you're thinking about is like, I can't believe she did this to me. Yeah. True. And like, I felt very. I didn't feel bad her. for her yeah. at that yeah. point because it's like you're just kind of being a raging bitch. Yeah. And yeah. it's your sister. Yeah. She 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 very clearly like just she didn't care about Olivia at all, and it was just very frustrating yeah. how like self centered she was when like. I felt some sympathy when she talked to her dad before the wedding. Clearly, she didn't need to push for what do you think of Will. Right. But there's still, like, that's your dad. But by the same token, in that situation, a thousand times out of a thousand, her dad just says, seems like a great guy, seems like you're really happy. Yeah, there and that's no all benefit. that he needs to say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're just, well, I don't lie to you. Well, everybody lies because sometimes you do it to save people's feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And, and like, so that would be one time where you do feel maybe. But I, like, I agree. Like, I no, never yeah. felt bad for Jules. Yeah. Like, I never thought about it, but... The fact that Will, you know, cheated with... Like, mm-hmm. I never felt bad for Jules in any of those situations. Mm-hmm. Right. Not... I hadn't really thought through it until you said that, but... No, yeah, yeah. I never felt bad for her. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's too bad that your fiancé is such a jerk. Like... But you're what? also such a jerk. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that's it. I just never really thought. But I, it, it never seemed like it was a problem. Like, I felt definitely much worse for the other characters... Yeah. ...that yeah. he impacted 
And Jules, I just never really felt that bad for yeah. her. Yeah. Like, I felt like a, a lot of the other characters, I felt really bad for like a lot of them. Just Hannah and Olivia. Like, I mean, I, you know, even even Jonna, who I didn't really like at all, mm -hmm. I felt bad for him mm -hmm. yeah. when True. Will shafted him out of the show. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I actually, like I felt bad for him. But when you say, like you said, Jules, I just never like... Did you well, empathize with Aoife? Aoife. Um... Like, I really I, was indifferent to I didn't feel like she had her. any, like, strong opinions about anything. I was so. indifferent mm -hmm. about her until the very end. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And even then, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 liked, I don't know. That's a good point. Like, I didn't really feel much. I liked her in the sense that I didn't have any reason not to like her, I feel like. Mm -hmm. She was just, a, like, as the murder, you know, murder often is, is just a very peripheral... Mm -hmm. person who didn't really seem to have a whole lot of impact on the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which kind of was annoying. Yeah. Because, like, you, I, like, I felt like I wanted it to be one of the people whose story we were following the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And she was just kind of there, and it was, like, great, but... And then they just The dropped. twist was, like, in the last two pages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. And, you know, but I do think, like Jordan was saying, where, you know... And I thought it was going to be Freddie, and you thought because they're there, but they're just not much a part of the story. Yeah. And it always seems like, you know, murder mysteries they take that kind of twist. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess the only thing I would say about that is at the end when they do the big reveal, she, you know, sought out the wedding specifically with the mindset of getting back at Will. Right. True. Mm -hmm. Like her whole, mm -hmm. like she basically did everything she could to try to get back at him. And none of that, and, I, and granted, it would have ruined the story. So, I, but like, she was just very straightforward about wanting the wedding to go off great and everything to be perfect. What well, was it? The very first chapter was like anything, she, like the wedding, like basically the wedding is all that matters. Like getting the. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so that's hard to that's hard to imagine that she wouldn't have been having thoughts the whole time about. You know mm, what right. her what her master plan is, which yeah. they even could have even if they did it anonymously, talking about somebody thinking about mm -hmm. the murder or doing you know right. something like that. Right. Um, but like had chapters labeled the murder, but you don't. Know. Oh, yeah. that would have been good. Yeah, been no, cool. yeah. Well, kind of like in the maidens where they post the like the journal yeah. entries. The whole thing where she was seeing that. She gave them a huge discount so that, like, they couldn't say no. That yeah. would have been interesting to have earlier as well because it's, like, that doesn't mean that she murdered him. But they do but say it earlier. They say Jules is talking about Jules talks about, about it very early. They got a really good deal. It gets brought back up during the wedding mm -hmm. from Jules' point of view again, I think. But it, it does get brought up. And these are, like, those are the type of things where I'm, like, at the end, I'm, like, duh. Duh. Like, right. Because she talks about so how obvious, and then you're, like, How oh, Aoife duh. wanted the, like, it was, like, she picked Aoife, and she picked the place specifically because Aoife was the one, like, she seemed like she wanted so, it the most. one like, of the things, though, that I was thinking about after I read it is what, so did Aoife and the loner, what is his name? Uh, Darcy Malone. Darcy. What was their connection to this island? I don't know because like how does she? How does he end up buried there? They, they, I don't know. He's they, buried there. they went. They went to that island when they were children. In the summer, as yeah. a yes, and as they a loved it as I, kids. Yeah. Yes. And so, so is that why he's buried there? Because it doesn't I really to, yeah, say. Like, there's because it's implied that he's buried there. From from the book, we find because I wanted to go look at this. 
Then I come across, so this is from Hannah's point of view on page 130. Um, I bend down and touch, wait, no, I've missed it again. <laughs> then I come across one that stands out because there's nothing growing over it. In fact, it's a good nick, a little jam jar of wildflowers in front of it. From the days I do some quick maths, it must have been a child, a young girl, Darcy Malone. The stone reads, Lost to the Sea. Indicating, oh. so clearly it's saying they aren't buried there. This child died at sea, but also oh, but this is their because of the name Darcy Malone, we think that's, that's a, girl. a girl. We don't think that that's loner from the school, but clearly, based on how quickly, um, it's, Afy, a, it's a new gravestone. It's a new gravestone. It has flowers growing out of it. Yeah, it's and it's like small. It's insignificant to us mm -hmm. because it's just a jam jar. It's clearly not it's a, a burial, ah. but it's an effigy. Yeah. Okay. And so as soon as that, it, okay. she comes across it. I bend down, touch the stone. There's an ache at the back of my throat. Hannah, I turn towards the folly. Afy stands there looking at me. It's not that way, she says, then points to where the path Continues at the angle away from Aoife. the tree. Aoife? I don't care. <laughs> it's actually Aoife. <laughs> Aoife. Um, thanks, I called the word. Sorry, I feel as though I have been caught trespassing. Right. So clearly, Aoife um, <laughs> didn't want her where she was. And right. like, that was a significant point in my mind. Like, that felt very weird. I right. didn't really know what to think about it. Right. I thought that there was going to be bringing up a connection to her being back in the story of they lost a child in a similar way to right. Hannah having lost her I sister. I thought it, like, it, I immediately thought it was a child. Yeah. Yeah. I, I assumed, like, whoever the child was, was someone that she grew up with and died at sea, like, on the island. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they were buried on the island, and it, I don't know. That's and also, they refer to it as a girl, Darcy. Yeah. But the wedding planners... The wedding planner Eva. Eva, Eva refers to her refers to her brother dying. Exactly. Right. So she always refers to her brother dying. Oh I yeah. Oh she does. That. Very. Uh -huh. It's very few times. Yeah. But, but she, she refers does. to her brother. The gravestone's a girl. Oh, okay. I don't remember her ever like referring to her I brother. I don't either. Um. Maybe I do. I yeah. I'm, I believe you. I just there's I don't another know. like weird spelling of a name in there, and I had to look it up. It's Owen. Yeah. But it's spelled really weird. Oh, That was one of the Ewan. bartenders, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That looks like Ewan or something yeah. like that, but it's I Owen. Like, I think I read it like Ewan or something. Is there curly Gaelic? Like, she, the, like, literally the chapter before Hannah comes across the effigy, Okay. we have her um, going out to look for Jono, and she goes across... Um, even when I came here all those years ago, even, the, even though the island was inhabited then, there were ghost stories. The grieving woman mourning their husbands, brutally slain. The voices from the bog denied their proper burial. At the time, we scared ourselves silly with them. And in spite of ourselves, in spite of myself, I feel it now, the sensation of my skin shrinking over my bones. Clearly, there's some deep emotional connection to right. the island. Right. Who said that? But this was um, Aofi. Re <laughs> referring to her brother. I don't. I am going to have to reread it. Yeah. I think, like, I definitely remember, like, like knowing that she had a younger brother who died. Hmm. Even of all those things, then you don't, like, it's mentioned earlier kind of in passing. Then you don't even find out about Will and Jono mm -mm. taking this kid loner out. So, mm -hmm. you know. Like, it's, it's hinted to so many times. I thought that this book did a really good job of making me go, 
Well, I want to know what all these secrets are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because as I read it, I was like, there's one of my secrets down. There's two of my secrets down. There's three. Well, you get to like a certain point in the book, and then it's like all of a sudden, it's like all of these little secrets that it kind of alludes to, and then like stops. Like Like, dominoes just start falling. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, because that's where we were talking about where it like gets really good, is just all of a sudden, it just like everything that we've been like kind of guessing at, it's very vague, suddenly gets like. Gets it, it all gets dragged it's like into the light. Rapid fire. Yeah, I I thought that they did a good job of that because they set up so quickly. Who wrote the note? Like we want to know who yeah. who left Jules that note. Yeah. What's this I secret from the past that Jonna keeps so talking about? What did Charlie and Jules have a history that we don't know about? Like they did a really good job of setting up all these secrets. I I was frustrated with how long it took for yeah. us to find out all of them. Mm-hmm. That but was it, they that did. was the least surprising reveal that uh, Charlie and right? Jules yeah. had slept together. That Correct. Yeah. yeah the only, but like, the time frame of it was interesting. That's true. Yeah, that yeah. was shocking. Yeah. I believe this is the last question. Okay. What did you think of the ending? Was just served, and you were you satisfied with where each of the characters ended up? No. I think <laughs> that's a just a no. I mean, no and no. <laughs> I mean, Will Will died, and he he did a lot of bad that pretty, things. That and was like, pretty sad. Jono got arrested, which I was like, okay. Um, I felt like Hannah and Charlie just went home, and I I needed to see more retribution for mm-hmm. what Charlie did, especially because he was one of my like least favorite or like ones that I didn't sympathize with a lot. Like I felt like there needed to be more retribution with him. Okay. No. No. I think Will should have suffered. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he was killed, but that's the. But it was easy. a quick death. Yeah. 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 No. Um, it would have been more satisfying to see everything, yeah. all of those secrets come out and unfold around him. Right. I want. Yeah. Right. I, it would have been almost more satisfying for like everyone to like. Yeah. Find out who he was because he was so image obsessed. And like, I was gonna say, what would be the most painful thing to happen to Will? Yeah. Would be to lose. All of his yeah. fame and, and yeah. fortune would have been that like, would have been much more painful than dying. Yeah. Correct. Right. Where it where it's almost like it would have been more painful for him to have been the one arrested and like yeah, like that then agreed to yeah. just die. And I mean, I think Jono had to pay for his part in it, but like yeah. he shouldn't have taken the rap for the whole thing. Mm. Well, what's her name? Fa. Efa. 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 Like. Clearly, she set it up so that Will died and Jono took the blame, so she got both people responsible for killing. True. She did a she good job. She got both people responsible oh, yeah. for killing her brother. I guess that's no, true. Yeah. But, yeah, I wouldn't I say the Will ending was satisfying. Su- yeah, I think Will needed to suffer. More. I, I, I was definitely rooting for all those secrets to come needed out. Needed to be like I don't know. All those one-page humbled, chapters at the end. and Charlie needed to, like... There would be no way we'd be going back on the same boat. Mm-mm. Like... Yeah. <laughs> like Goodbye. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was weird, the way Hannah just kind of, like... Was like, all right, like, we got okay. some things to work out. Oh, no, no we don't. That's not really yeah. something you work out. Especially, I, I, like, I thought, actually, like, the nicest part of the ending was Jules and Olivia... Yeah. yeah. Because Jules kind of like yeah. finally recognized what was going on. What was going on and like and seemingly wanted to yeah. at least forge a bond that where she said to right. Olivia, I know everything that happened, you know, put her like, arm around her. And, and it felt some type of like sympathy. For the for first her, time yeah. seemed like a Which was sisterly yeah. yeah. Which was something that I like was hoping for throughout the book that Jules would show some type of like Yeah. Yeah. So I think from that standpoint, that was the one part of the ending that was the most what you would want to happen or the most growth yeah. there that and that you would hope that might be the thing that could help Olivia get past 
everything yeah. that happened to her that she had the support of of Jules, who she clearly still looked up to. Mm-hmm. Like throughout the whole book, Jules was kind of like mm-hmm. a you know like a hero to her. Yeah. Right. And that was probably the you know one of the worst parts about it. That's true. Right, because she never said anything because she thought because she knew it would hurt Jules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's the only part of the ending. I thought it was thought a little was... weird that they didn't really talk about the wedding at all. They didn't like, talk they about, they the about the wedding for breakfast. sure. They talk about the breakfast. They talk about the reception. But there was like no like real. They did breeze over. They, they get right through over it. And over again. We have to get back to the marquee. Yeah, like, we have to get back to the marquee. <laughs> <laughs> like I get it. <laughs> it must be one heck of a tent too. To... Yeah. Because it was like withstand the, the gale force. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. So what what was your like so like if we said one out of five five being the best? I'd give I, it a solid three. Three. Yeah. I felt like it took way too long to build up to where the book was satisfying to read. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would say two out of five because I only liked two fifths of the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and th- that was the end. Like what? Two yeah. Two twenty on. We did talk about it at some point because I was reading and I've got that problem where like I'll read right. a page and I'm thinking about something else and I'll go, okay, I've got to reread this I don't, page. I do that all the time. Scout, however, <laughs> I mentioned that and Scout was like, oh, I just keep on reading. <laughs> I just lock back in where my eyes are. <laughs> it would take me years to read a book if I kept going back. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, I think it depends because, like, I keep track of, like, books that I read in a little notebook. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And I rate okay. them all out of five. But I would say I tend to rate them on the higher side because I'm, like, if one is, like, an absolutely awful book that I hate, You're then I would fancy. probably rate this around, like, a four because it's, like, it's fine. A four is fine? Yeah. So, okay, <laughs> She's good. a tough grader. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just mean That's like, movies. <laughs> I'm with you on that. There yeah. are most movies I'm, like, it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I left feeling great. Yeah. But I would say if we're talking about if it's actually like a quality book, I would say more like a two. But because I feel like five is like too small of a scale for like any book in the world. I I like then this. Why do you just rate fine. all your books out of five? Right. Because I made a bad decision in the beginning, and I'm I don't want to change <laughs> it like that would be. <laughs> so you would say below average. Yeah. Below average, yes. Okay. Yeah, I'd give it like a 2.5. Like, it's right in the middle. It wasn't horrible, but exactly. it wasn't like outstanding. I mean, I, there were some sh- like points where I was like, oh. Like, yeah. But it was like the last two pages where I was like, I just suffered through. It took, like, it took so long where we're listening yeah. to these people's points of view about stuff that we don't really know much about, we don't really care much about. Right. And then, like, page 230, it's like, hey, what was the first big twist we got? Was it the fact that Will basically pushed Jono out of the show. And that was when things yeah. kind of like got mm-hmm. kicked into action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And I just, it just yeah. felt like there was too little going on leading up to that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm going to give it a three and a half. I thought it was good. I liked it. Um, I thought it had a lot of, well, and part of it, like, when I, you say, like, I was able, I read it on an airplane, but then I went to the hotel and, like, finished reading it. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was engaging enough that, um, you know, there's other things like movies on airplanes to watch. And a lot of times I'll read books for a little while and then be like, I'm going to go to sleep or not. And, and, it, and it kept me interested enough that I thought there were enough secrets in it that you wanted to find out. Fair. Um, yeah. And I, so I, I liked it. I thought it was better than average. <laughs> so. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Do we all want to give context as to how and when we read this book? Um, okay, so I read it literally the day after we, had, we decided we were going to read it, okay. so we had and it three, took me one day. We had three weeks to read. We had three weeks three to weeks. read. Yeah. So I read it on the three weeks ago in one day. I finished it last night. Nice. But I'm a very slow reader. Every little bits at a time. Mm-hmm. Ryan was out of town, which I think helped because Jordan and I spent like at least a just, couple evenings. Just every just, night we just like sit on the couch and read. read. Yeah. <laughs> which helps. Yeah. So today's Saturday. I finished it Thursday, mm-hmm. but I started it the Thursday prior. Okay. So I, I, which I felt like was a pretty good time because I read it over the span of a week and it was like the week right before. Um, I finished it last night, but I started it on Monday. It was pretty consistent amount each day. Except for yesterday. Did you plan ahead? Did you say, I've got 300 pages to read, so I need to read 75 pages every day? Yeah, I did like 50 pages a day. (laughs) I read about 25 pages over the course of two weeks. And then I read the rest of the book. I've got to read it. And then I wanted to actually be a part of the Salami Roses. (laughs) I did tell her that she couldn't come if she didn't read it. (laughs) I don't recall you doing that, but also fair. But then I read the rest of it in the last 36 hours, including the last 10 pages at the meeting point about 15 minutes before the meeting started. So, As the meeting's being set up. Yeah. Do we want to discuss what our next book's yeah. going to be? Yeah. I said my vote earlier is The Silent Patient, even though... I've already read it, but it's a great book, and I would definitely read it. I'll read it again either way. Yeah. But, okay. But I think it's a great book. You would reread it. Oh, I'm going to reread it. Even if it just would be convenient if, if it's part it. of the mm-hmm. Salami Roses Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would, would you convenient. reread it even if we weren't picking it as a book? Oh, 100 percent, I'll reread it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to throw in tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Um, it's a book that I read recently, but would absolutely reread um, before a meeting. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> like, just turn the whole bottle. Just, just turn the rest of the bottle over. Next time, just give her the bottle, yeah. finish it off. I really enjoyed it. It was a book recommended to me by my... Say it again, wait. Again, tomorrow again. and tomorrow okay. and tomorrow. Okay. That my previous boss recommended to me right before I left that job. And it was pretty much deigned like the book of the year for a lot of book of the month clubs i thought it was phenomenal i read it in about three days would happily read it again what what uh genre it is definitely a realistic fiction type relationship of book basically two friends from i was so vague that's so vague i apologize what kind of of relationship it's friendship Okay. So basically, <laughs> two friends that have a history past that you learn about decide that they're going to make a video game together. Okay. And you get to see them grow together and deal with the situation of what they've been through in the past alongside what they're dealing with in the present. Free guy. Mythic Quest. <laughs> sure. It's, it's like on. Mythic Quest. Yeah. I would say Wait, I you skip Scout. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, yeah, okay, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't let me do this again. <laughs> you just don't want to have to introduce it at the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> I would like to read Malibu Rising because I'm going to read that anyways, but also I do plan on rereading The Silent Patient and would gladly discuss What, what that. is Malibu Rising? 
It's a book by an author that I really like, and I forget what it's about because I haven't read it yet. But it's something um, about like a family reunion. Isn't yeah. It? No, it's like a family of four. I read the description. It's like okay. a family of four, and they have like an end of summer kind of mm. party. Yeah. And but nobody dies. There's secrets. I don't think anyone. <laughs> well, I don't know. I haven't read it yet. Okay. But, um, <laughs> the, the that would be spoilers for our listeners. Is a murder mystery. Yes. The silent patient okay. is a murder mystery. So, but like, not I wouldn't say like, not in the traditional sense. Like, I would say it's no, no, definitely not. But, but it's based. It's surrounded about a murder. I would, and a, yeah, and it's kind of like it has and to, a and a psychological. Psycholo- type. I would describe it more as a psychological thriller than yeah. a murder mystery. Is it going to give Fair. me nightmares? No, no, no. Okay, okay. So, All right, Pam. So I pulled it up here. So, oh. the reason that I had picked this one is because it was recommended by a friend of mine, who's a teacher. What is it? It's called The Nightingale. The Nightingale. By I've seen that. Hannah At every store something. ever. Every store ever? Let me find who the author is. Sorry. Kristen Hannah. She also did, like, if Firefly Lane. Oh, seen that yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. So this is a book by her. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who let him in the club? <laughs> I believe he kind um, of forced his way. I, think it's, I, think I would happen to just um, be at the table when you were talking about it. Yeah. I actually never got invited. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't know too much about it. I know it's historical fiction, and it's about two sisters. Um, I'm guessing one nightingale. I mean, right, it's got to be like a nurse kind of thing. She just raved about it. So. And who recommended this? Shannon. Shannon, okay. She is a Spanish, Spanish teacher. teacher. Well, she's... At, Timnath. Timnath now. And I believe she just got promoted to like an assistant principal position, but she's also in charge of the GT program. Go Jackets. And, um... <laughs> or gift tag talented. One yeah. of the two. Yeah. She's in charge of the Georgia Tech program at Timnath Middle School. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that was my pick. But I've also, like, these two have, like, they recommend the silent patient to, like, they, my stepmom and my niece. And they were like... Like it, it's probably watching them while they were reading it. Like yes, I got to. I was watching. No, no, him, no, 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 like, no, no, no. Just while you were reading yeah. it. Yeah. No. But I will say, when people ask me what my favorite book is, I say the Silent Patient. Okay. It's probably the favorite book I've read in a long time as well. Oh. Okay. I'd gladly read that. Yeah. I say we go with Silent Patient. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Salami Roses. This has been one of your hosts, Alex and Scout, Jordan, Pam, Ryan. Please tune in next time when we read The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides. Thank you again.